catching you up with the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Wednesday morning, November 30th. I'm Elliot Trito, and this is The Point from WUFT News. More than a decade after BP's Deepwater Horizon drilling rig exploded into a lethal inferno that killed 11 and spilled more than 3 million barrels of oil into the Gulf of Mexico, researchers are piecing together its lasting impacts, which have found more profound damage than previously known, to one of the Gulf's most important fish, the mahi-mahi. I spoke with WLRN's Jenny Stiletovich about how a recent study shows how even low amounts of oil can cut the mahi-mahi survival rates. So Jenny... Tell me what you found out in your story. Scientists and researchers from the University of Miami have been looking at the effects on mahi-mahi, which, as you may realize, is one of the most important fish, both environmentally and ecologically, in the Gulf of Mexico. It's a huge, um, it's sport fishermen love it. It's a huge source of food. I mean, we can go to any bar or grill in, the, <laughs> in Florida and get a dolphin sandwich, it feels like. Um, and so... A few years ago, they did research on lab-bred mahi, um, where they exposed them to non-lethal amounts of oil, so amounts of oil that they could survive initially, to see what effects they had. And they found that it damaged their hearts and hearing and vision. So in a way, it impaired their fitness. Um, so they knew it had some impacts, but they what really matters is what these impacts do in the ecosystem, like out in the wild. And since there's no predators in a lab, they couldn't really figure that out. So for this project, they took a three-week fishing trip into the Gulf of Mexico and caught wild mahi. How did the scientists conduct the study on the trip? They uh, split them in half. Half went into tanks where there was uh, the same BP oil um, in non-lethal amounts, and the other half went in untainted water. They kept them in the tanks for about 12 hours, and then they tagged them with satellite trackers, and they let them go. And for the next 37 days, they monitored their behavior, their location, were they at you know, greater depths, were they on the surface, how were they feeding, how were they spawning. And what they found is that in the first week that they were released, the, the mahi that were exposed to oil had their survival rates cut in half. So that is a significant finding um, that tells us what happens in the aftermath of an oil spill. Scientists have estimated that between two and five trillion fish were killed in that 2010 BP oil spill. So now we know that that these fish exposed to non-lethal amounts of oil, so very low amounts, can have neurological damage that can impair their fitness and really make them vulnerable um, to other predators and, and cut their survivability. And speaking of research, in your article, you said the study was very complicated and expensive. Why is that? Well, so it is complicated in the one sense because in the, when you do research in a lab, you can control all the variables. You know, you can get a tank, you know what the the temperature, the light, the pressures. I mean, I'm not a scientist, but I know that in a, in a lab, it's a controlled situation. When you're out in the ocean and you're trying to do research, there are storms, there are currents, there are, you know, all things can go wrong. And in this particular research, they had to catch fish. I mean, literally to do the experiment, they had to catch fish after fish and they needed a lot of fish. And if you've ever been on a boat fishing for mahi or any kind of fish out, you know, where there are big waves, strong winds, it's not easy. And for this project, because mahi don't do well, as soon as you take them out of the water, they are essentially a fish that is 
built for speed in the water, they do they do worse even than other fish. So so they didn't want that to impact their findings. So they said, you know, how are we going to catch these fish without taking them out of the water? So they came up with this complicated process where they had the research vessel that's big and lumbering and slow moving. And alongside it was a fort sport fisherman that they would use to catch the fish. And they radioed the location once they found the schools of Mahi. What's the biggest thing readers should take away from your story? I would just say that it is important to remember that this is um, research into what happens when there's an oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico. Um, right now we have drilling in the Gulf. There is no plans to stop it. And the administration has even proposed expanding drilling by issuing new leases. Uh, one of those leases is now open for public comment so people can weigh in um, and say how they feel about expanded drilling. Um, when I talked to these researchers or Martin Grossell, especially, you know, he said, no matter what mitigation, what steps we take to, to control a spill, once a spill is out there, it's out there and the damage is done. Um, so the best course is to try and not have the spills. And expanded drilling, you know, people can decide on it the way they want. But, but again, right now there is a proposal to expand drilling in in the Gulf of Mexico, which is like our breadbasket. You know, it's a, a really critical and fragile resource. So, um, so that's something to think about. That was WLRN's Jenny Stiletovich about how a recent study found mahi-mahi at risk for survival due to oil. Now let's catch you up with the latest stories from around the state. The Complete Streets Program, a design approach that requires streets to be planned, operated, and maintained to ensure safe travel, proved to be a point of conflict during a mayoral debate hosted by WUFT and the Gainesville Sun last month. So why do people seem not to know about this? According to WUFT's Joanna Keene, Gainesville's Vision Zero program, a part of the National Complete Streets Movement, was introduced to the City Commission in 2018, and the City implemented many of its major components in 2021. A Marion County judge is working with experts around the country to aid veterans in Ukraine. According to WUFT's Allison Williams, for 20 years, Judge Jim McCune has served on the bench in Marion County. His efforts to help veterans in the court system has positively impacted the local community and is now reaching the global scale. McCune and a team around the country are working to provide a veterans treatment court for soldiers in Ukraine. The Gainesville Police Department has released some details about a vehicle that hit and killed a cyclist on Monday morning. The incident occurred in the 3300 block of South Main Street around 9.38 a.m. on Monday. Emergency responders pronounced the cyclist dead on scene. GPD requests anyone with information to call 352-955-1818. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Elliot Trito, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Wednesday.